Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to... And remember, we, we love, love you. you. <laughs> um, uh, we are Kim and... Kendra. If you haven't listened to any of our other two episodes... Welcome. Welcome. Um, thank you, and if you have, thank you for oh, listening. Oh, hey! Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> um... If you've listened to those episodes and you know the title of our podcast, and I won't say this every week, but we only have three episodes, so I feel like, <laughs> you know, it's still cool to say. Uh, Absolutely. The title of our podcast, and remember, we mm-hmm. love you, comes from an embarrassing moment in me and Kendra's childhood history <laughs> where uh, throughout the 90s and 2000s, if you called our home phone line, the like... When, actual landline with right. an answering machine with a little tape in it or even when it just was you just leave a message um we were forced to uh be the voices on the answering machine when you called our house you would hear and remember we love you right. teachers friends it doesn't matter that's what you heard when you called our house so we have taken that uh, from how we were parented and just an embarrassing memory from our childhood, which, you know, it's not so embarrassing now. Now I think it's cute. Yeah, I, might... I think it's absolutely so cute. I think it's when cute. I was, younger, I was like hoping none of my friends called. And if they did call that, we picked up before. I know. Be like, <laughs> But now, yeah, in hindsight, looking back, it, that was so freaking adorable. Yeah. And the other thing is, lots of kids had to do that back then. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're in a time. black house. Yeah. You had to be you on the answer a, machine. Right. <laughs> you was leaving a message, right? So, yeah. So, welcome to our podcast. This week, we are talking about grief. Grief. And so heavy. it is. So I don't know. This let me get my emotions. Let me uh, <laughs> find let me detach, the rules. Detach my emotions right now because this is heavy. So you know, this might be a two-part episode. We don't know. We're just starting it right now. So we'll just see how the conversation goes. Um. So you know, if you've listened to the first two episodes, that we live in the same state now, and this is for the first time since. High, high school, school like it was together. a long time in like state. yeah over 10 years yeah. closer to like 13 yeah, years somewhere between 13 and we 15 lived together since 2002 Two. and you moved here in 16 17 i moved here in 17 yeah 2017 yeah. so 15, 15 years. years we haven't lived near each other for 15 years like I said in one of the episodes, I was lamping, chilling on campus, and I just think, <laughs> oh, Kanye rough again. Even, oh, I forgot, you know, whatever, Kanye. Um, yeah, so I was down there. I left home. I left home for college and didn't, I stayed at, stayed down there at college, and, um, you know, I had a child in the last year. Or in the last two years, and after having a child, you know, you just really realize how, how important, important it is to be. Is and being close to family. Yeah, and having that support Because, like, we system. weren't upset at each other or anything like no. that. Our lives just took us in Yeah, totally no, it wasn't paths. like a, mm. And so we lived in two totally different yeah. states. And we grew up military, so, and then Kim went off to college. I went, my husband went to Iraq. I ended up moving and... Just a bunch of stuff. So it wasn't like, oh, we weren't talking. We were upset. Yeah. We, we were family. We, were, we loved each other. We just lived in two totally different states. Right. And so after I had a baby, I, you know, it just was so funny how all it happened really fast. Um, it, so my husband and I, we alternate each year which family we go to for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So the year 
right before we moved here, that year we were here um, for Christmas. And it just felt good. And we talked yeah. about it. They were like, are y'all going to move to yeah. Arkansas? And, and they they didn't believe we would. because well, we've always asked you guys. And to back things up, I live in the same state. My family, me, my husband, my children, we lived in the same state as Kim and I's parents did. So... That's where she's getting that from. Yeah, and 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 we didn't grow up here. Yeah, we didn't. So grow up we here. don't have like, I mean, our cousins and our mom is from here, but we didn't have like a strong connection. So anyway, they didn't believe we would. <laughs> we, I would move here at all. Uh, but you know, it just felt right. So I, I I was looking on the internet one day and I found this job for my husband. I just felt like that was going to be a job for him. We applied for it. He did two virtual interviews, and he got the job. So we moved yes. here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we moved here uh, in February or March. Uh, Mom and Dad took care of my son for one week. Uh, we brought him down here so we could finish the move in North Carolina. So he was here with Mom and Dad, and take they took really excellent care of him while we were finishing up moving and getting all that done. So I moved here. And do you want to say, so I moved here February, February. or March. Um, within six months of me moving here, our dad had passed away. And it was something very, very quick. Quick and, and unexpected. This was a healthy person. Yeah. Like we didn't expect. I didn't expect this to happen. She didn't expect this to happen. This was just, I think, by the grace of God that you moved in here. Moved I know. Here I know. And had that last six His months. His last six months. Him. Like, almost to the know, day. Let me tell you. Our, our dad went to work. He, he retired. He served 26 years in the Air Force. He retired. Went on to serve another 10 years for working for the VA. He went to work up until June, I want to say June 23rd. And he ended up passing August 19th. So this is a healthy person, guys. All right. So our grief is is a little bit, well, everyone's grief is different. Yeah. But I think in some terms for us, it was like a shock when it happened. It was just shock, but also I kind of had felt spiritually prepared for it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I can't, well, we'll get into that, but so... So, in this six-month period, I had just moved here. Yes. Um, the first month or two, I didn't have a job. So, then after that, I had a job. So, I'm, like, trying to balance a new job in yes. a new state. Um, my sister's husband was, um, for work, he had to be uh, away for a bit for his job. Yes. So, we're trying to yes. balance... Uh, yes, my husband ended up with the military. He was gone to Honduras. He had a deployment. So during all this time, when all this stuff started to hit the fan, I I, I had actually just started working. I was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. <laughs> I just started working. And then, like, all this stuff with the, with the kids. With the kids. With the kids. Granted, my kids were old. My kids were... Um, what nine, nine and, and seven? seven. Yeah. yeah, my kids were nine and seven, so they weren't little babies, you know. So they, and we got to get into that too. The kids' grief. Yeah, we'll talk about the kids' grief, our own grief, parenting while grieving. 
Um, but it was just, it, 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 it was a lot and it was yeah. unexpected. It was unexpected. It changed our relationship to some degree. I think for me, I gained a new level of respect for my sister Aww. Uh, because yeah. she was really, so we have very different personalities. We have very different strengths. So during this time, um, I was doing what I could to help her, to support her by like taking her kids to come over to my house and do stuff with me because she was doing, her and mom were doing the heavy lifting with our dad. So, yeah, we were, we, we, uh, we ended up doing at home hospice cause yeah. we found out what he had. It was called Crucifel Jacob disease or CJD, which is a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because, this disease affects one in one million, and we for, we think that we believe that he got his from when we were stationed overseas during the BSC during the mad cow disease breakout. But that's a whole nother uh-huh. show thing podcast. And if you hear some in the background, I'm still a mom. Those are my kids. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, forgive us if you hear some extra noise. However, those are my children. Um, but uh. Yeah, we ended up doing hospice, and I remember, for me, I just remember the doctors, when they told us, you know, he's only going to have two months to live, and blase, blase, I remember, for me, I first went into denial, like, thinking, I I remember smiling at the neurologist, like, oh, thank you, Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay, them telling us, like, what we're going to do, giving us instructions, all that, and I just remember thinking... You guys don't have a clue. Like, you're wrong. You're wrong. I remember just thinking, you're wrong. And then I went to, okay, they could be right, but he can beat this. Yeah, I like, remember you were like no that. there's no cure, there's no nothing. My dad has, well, our dad has always been, to me, he's always been an, an anomaly. His black man made it out in Mississippi, made a career, always provided for us. I mean, we never went without, ever. And um, my dad, our dad always just helped everyone. I mean, he was just the epitome of just greatness, goodness, kindness. So I always said, he's the anomaly. If anyone can beat this, he can beat this. Kendra didn't want to hear anything that wasn't that for a little bit. I don't know how many doctors came in to talk to me. And I just, just like, I had a smile on my face. And I was like, okay, but (laughs) y'all don't know this man. I do. And y'all don't know my God. I do. So... I was just like, okay, but I was in denial. That was my first symptom. And then it hit me that, okay, so this is what's real. <laughs> this is what's going on. And then I remember feeling, like, really, really sad, but we still had to keep keep going. And then I remember feeling just a peacefulness because I knew the kind of life my dad led. I knew the God that he served. And then I started focusing more on just supporting him and being just being, not I don't want to say just happy, but just just being so grateful during his last days. Yeah, I just, the sense of gratitude. I like, feel incredible God gratitude. Has just blessed us with this man, and even in these times, like he wasn't in no pain. He he his death his passing was very peaceful, and I just remember thinking thinking God that like oh we had this time like we didn't even have to have this time but no. we have this time for me to get his those last six months yes for you to even that's be here. N- get the last Christmas he was there at my son's first birthday party because that was yeah. like the month after we moved here yeah and yeah he was his health had started to 
his walk his walk had started to deteriorate but he was there he was on the couch he was playing you know like joking eating cake like at my son's first birthday they came down when I um when he was first born yeah so like I will forever have those memories that I would not have had if I had not moved yeah right then yeah when I moved if I hadn't so, um, so, 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 so during this time, um, I had just moved here. Uh, I didn't have any friends. Nobody at work was talking to me because I was new. Um, but I called one of my really good friends and it's good to have friends who are, who are licensed clinical social workers. Uh, she didn't do anything unethical. She didn't provide me therapy or anything like that. But what she did do was immediately, cause I was really concerned about my niece and nephew, my son, was one so he didn't he didn't grasp grasp. it was harder for me parenting him because you know one-year-olds want all of your attention Attention, but and they don't know why you can't be present but anyway so I was worried about my niece and nephew so my friend the clinical social worker sent me some books immediately about grief um so and um shout out to her thank you very much she sent she may have sent four I could only find and a video too and um, the three that I I remember, the Goodbye Book, Ida Always, and then The Invisible Strength. Now, my favorite book out of all these is The Goodbye Book. Mm-hmm. And um, children of all ages can read this more towards, I would say, 10 and under, The Goodbye Book. But Ida Always, I think any age, even teenagers can get something. But they would probably understand a little bit more than my kids. Again, they were um, 7 and 9 during this time. And so I gave my son the, he really, really liked the goodbye book. It's, it's based off of these fishes. And one of them, I guess, um, they don't say that the fish passes away, but the one of the fish just magically disappears in the book. And the other fish is sad. And it just talks about, you know, when someone goes away or when the loss of someone and just how to deal with it and that your feelings are okay. It's okay if you're mad one day and it's okay if you're not, you know, you're going to experience different emotions and it breaks it down for um, younger kids so they can kind of understand a little bit more, at least um, from their feelings in a way of your feelings are okay. Whatever you're feeling, it's okay. You may be happy one day and that's okay. You may be mad one day. That's okay. You may be sad one day. That's okay. And guess what? You may not even understand any of this. And that's okay, mm-hmm. too, because you're a child. Um, so that was a good book. The Ida Always, that was a really that was a really good book, too. It's about two polar bears. I'm not going to get all into all that because it's just going to be long, long. But anyway, I do want to talk about um, grief and kids because my daughter, she's very smart, and she's the oldest. When I told her that my father, the day after he had passed, they were asleep when he um, passed. So the next morning I told them, and she immediately just broke down in tears and just, ugh, it was just a heavy, heavy, heavy scene. But my son, he, he cried a, a little bit, but he was almost, he was more asking questions. But when school, I remember when school started, he, he, um, let me go back. Every, he was in, he started second grade that year. In kindergarten, first grade, first days of school, I dropped him off. He'd be like, I'm good, mom, bye. Went on, didn't look back. Second mm-hmm. grade, I drop him off and he burst into tears. And mm-hmm. I was telling his teacher, I don't know why he's crying. He never cried. Like, normally I have an issue with my daughter with like, she wants me to stay a little bit, sit in her classroom, yeah. let her warm up to everything. And that's so not my son. 
So when this happened, I remember thinking, why is he crying? And then I was like, oh, my God, this is how he's grieving. Yes. Like, he is grieving right now. Yes. Like, it's not the school. It's not the first day. Right it's now, his, he's going through all these emotions, and yep. his grief emotion is coming out. But this is the way it's coming out. So with kids, grief looks so different. Sometimes, you know, they may just not want to play that day. Yeah. You know, or they may not want to eat or they may want to eat more stuff Mm -hmm. like or it's just it's just the way they grieve is so, so different. Some kids that normally talk are going to be quiet. Some kids that are quiet are going to just talk more. But I don't know. You just got to love them through. And then it's almost like I have to put my grief to the side. I know. I wanted to ask you about that. And um, so speaking of that. Yeah. I, because I want to ask you about that. So the one time I, you know, it's it, it's easier, very much easier when your child is so little. Yeah. Um, but one time I want to ask you about, because this is, this is the one experience I had um, of like trying to hide your emotions and process your own grief while being aware of kids. Um, when we were, we had just gone, it just moved to the rehab facility and then at the rehab facility, that day or around that day, news, we yeah. got the news that dad would need hospice. And I remember we had just gotten the news. I had just come home or just come from work yeah. and I just started crying in the room yeah, and the kids were there and, and I just out walked out of the so room they and they were like, it. are you sad? What's up, Aunt Kim? And I'm like, no, I'm okay, guys. And yeah. like trying to, you know, cause I don't want, I didn't want to make them more sad i didn't yeah, want them to experience really know what was yeah we on. that's right we had gotten the, that, that diagnosis but the kids didn't know yet yeah. um so i'm trying to like process my own grief but also be the the cool fun like, aunt oh, yeah. that's not like a crybaby that always is like <laughs> a fun person for yeah. them to have um and I, so I, that stands out so clearly in my mind so i know for you you must have had many 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 moments of that since you're with them 24 yeah. 7 can you yeah. talk a little bit about that well i think for I, I you know i just gotta give god all the glory because a lot of times when i would break down i would ask the lord i said lord can you just can you just hold it just to let me get home and let me get to my bathroom because my bathroom again that was my refuge I tried so hard, and I probably did cry in front of them maybe once, maybe even twice, but I know I would pray so hard, like, God, just let me, if I can just make it to the bathroom, Lord, (laughs) just let me make it to the bathroom, and I would try to just keep it together for them, and I remember when I told them when my joy broke down, I tried, I said, I'm not going to break down, and God gave me strength that day, because I was all the way broken, Yeah. God gave me that strength, because I was like, Lord, I can't. Can't break down too and be there for them. No. So I asked God. I I have to give all the glory to God. He was my strength and He got me through that because I they my kids were so close to um pop, dad. Pop. You know they grew up. He cut my joy's cord. William was in Iraq. He cut yeah. my joy's cord. Yeah. So they that was like a basically a second dad to them. Right. So um but yeah I just asked the Lord for my strength and. Like I said, one or two times I probably did break down in front of them. But um, and then another thing with my grief too, it was anger. Mm. I think I got some anger, and I remember my kids were asking me something one day, and um, I think no, they weren't asking me something. They were like going tit for tat, and I remember just I just started yelling, 
And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I had to catch myself because it, me being, it had nothing to do with them. Yeah. But my grief was turning into anger. Yeah. And I had to fix that. And, again, I had to talk like, Lord, it's me again. <laughs> can you help me out? You know. But, yeah, you have to watch that because it can turn into anger. It can turn into depression. It can turn into a whole lot of things. But I do think it's good to find your refuge and cry if you need to cry if you just want to stare in the space whatever it's good to get it out and it's not i try to not in front of the kid and it's hard because so because i was working at the time so i'm grieving and working and i'm a new employee i was a new employee so Mm -hmm. nobody knew what was going on i would leave work because sometimes and go to the hospital and see dad at lunch Mm -hmm. uh, with mama kendra and then like get it back together in the car yeah. And then have to go back to work and be like, I'm fine. Nothing's yeah. wrong. Hey, guys. Happy-go-lucky Kim is I know. here I remember again. I story about, I think you're in a training or something. Yeah. And a lady was like, smile, girl. Nothing's wrong. Or life isn't that bad or something. Something. Something's she was like, yeah, she could tell something. It and was the day like, mom told me about yeah. dad. She called me and I was hosting a training. And I mean, we knew we had been like grieving a little bit. We didn't know what was going on. But so we're grieving at the loss of who what of who he was, because we had been given a lot of different options of what might be. And and none of it was what we had had. So we were already grieving um, that anticipatory grief. But then I got that and I had to go back into this training where I'm responsible Mm -hmm. for giving information and facilitating things. And. You know, I mean, you you guys don't know me, so, so you can't, but I do have like generally, really, generally bubbly. Yeah, like I have kind of a big personality. personality. I'm like yes. nice and ha- I want to have a good time always. Um, so it, it was really hard to be two different people. Yeah, you know, yeah. like totally two totally different people. And the one time that I. Uh, The one time that I cried at work, it was just, it was like the day after, two days after. Mm-hmm. Miss Tanya walked past my desk. She's like, are you okay, Kim? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I was crying a little bit. And then she's like, do you need anything? I'm like, no, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm fine, thanks. And so then I got it together. I know. I told you, detach your emotions. I know. I know. I got it together. <laughs> And and she went and told Miss Marilyn, and she was like, "Girl, something's going on with your girl. That's not Kim. <laughs> <laughs> something's going on with your girl." And then Miss Marilyn told her, "Kim is is crying. Yeah. No, y'all can't see her, but she's. I'm trying to laugh to make her <laughs> stop crying because it's pretty. It's and I'm fine now. It's, it's just thinking fine, about that just moment. Just thinking thinking about that yeah. moment. Yeah. And Miss Marilyn came over and she's like, "Well, Kim's. I know y'all don't know, but Kim's dad just passed. And yeah." Dang. I know. That's crazy. I know. But, you know, by that time I had been there at work for a little bit, a couple months or so. And so, you know, yeah. Southern black people, when I had to go for the funeral, Miss Marilyn, she got me a card. She made sure to put some money in it, a <laughs> gift card. You know, you got to make sure you got a little pocket yeah. money for a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> and then, That's how we do in the South. Yes. And then I, 
I want to talk about so you can get yourself together a little bit. I'm good. I want to talk about the funeral because our, our dad had a funeral in his hometown of Mississippi. In the, of Mississippi and then he had a another memorial service um, that was given by the VA. And when we went to his funeral in Mississippi, um, I I think I was pretty okay. I mean, I was sad, but I was okay. I had yeah. accepted it. I was like when our dad took his last, last breath. I you were a little mean. I was holding his head. Well, that was probably the Zoloft, <laughs> which is a whole nother story. You were a little I'm mean. not on that no, no. more. No, yeah. It did make me really mean. <laughs> so, um, it made me numb, though. I was yeah. really numb. And, it, and I needed to be numb to get through it. Yeah. I mean, some people may not agree with that, but, you know, I, yeah, I had to be numb to get through that, you know. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, when we went to the funeral, I was okay. I was just ready to go. I was really ready to go. Mm-hmm. I was okay. Then when we went to his um, memorial service at the VA, I remember telling our mom, like, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay today. I feel good. Yeah. And you know, I feel good. And then I got there, and I saw all these coworkers, or all, all these veterans that he had helped. Yeah. And they were crying. Like, when you see grown men crying. Military dudes. Military dudes. Oh, that one guy me. at dad's funeral with the neck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That strong was military yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. There were so many veterans there coming up, you know, crying. Male, females crying, telling telling me all the good stories about our dad and everything I broke down and it was like dang it was like going into all this sadness made me pull up my sadness and I guess the Zoloft was suppressing my <laughs> but I was like I gotta get out of here I gotta get out of here I gotta get out of uh, here yeah. because I'm gonna drown in all these people's sorrow Yeah. and I always tell people I did a grief video on my YouTube channel at uh, Kendra Productions. <laughs> hey, shameless plug. But you know how to do it. Kendra Productions. That's where you can find me um, on YouTube. But I always say with, with grief, you need to take care of yourself first. If you know you can't be in a situation like that memorial service, I thought I was okay. But mm. then we got in there and it was so much sadness in there. I had to get up out of there because I felt like I burst out into tears. Mm. Like I was sitting there smiling fine and then all of a sudden, I burst into tears. I had to get up out of there. But I always say, we'll say this, take care of yourself first. Yeah. you can't take care of nobody else until you take care of yourself. But I didn't know how sad I was. That Zoloft had me like a zombie, I guess. <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, but my first, my first, um, stage in grief was denial and then a bit of sadness then I went into being thankful. Then I went into a little bit of sadness again. So I, I think some depression. Then I pulled myself up out of there. And then I've just been, I still get sad mm-hmm. here and there. Because there's so many, like, I don't think our dad was a typical, I don't know if I have a typical relationship as most people have with their dad. Like, I talked to him every day on the phone. I would see him. Like, we lived in the same state, so I would see him every day, if not every other day. So, it's like, at one point, I kind of tried to shut, when he first passed, I tried to shut everything out. Because I was like, if I don't think about it, or don't think about him, I'll be okay. As long as I don't relive those memories, I can make it through. But then I couldn't suppress the memories, you know. But I could as long as I was on that. The Zoloft, but anyway, I'm gonna I digress because I'm yeah. gonna keep talking about this thing on Zoloft. Yeah, 
But yeah, that's um yeah. that was what was going on. What about you? How do you feel like your stages like went? Oh man, I don't know. From sadness to depression to I don't think I held on to anger. I don't think I sat I wasn't no, well, my husband might say different, so yeah, maybe. Maybe I was a little angry. Um it's weird. I just felt a little bit prepared mm-hmm. for it. Like, I don't know, just talking to friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I called, when I called my friend who sent the books, um, who sent the bookstore, she was like, okay, I'm probably even processing it like this now, but mm-hmm. she said, okay, Kim, stop being a social worker. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. okay to, yeah. like, feel it. Because feel feel I, when I was talking to her about things, I'd be like, and I, I'd say something. I'd mm-hmm. be like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, this is it. real. This yeah. is real. I said about uh, somebody. I was like, and this person, mm-hmm. they do da 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 and they're yeah. still alive. <laughs> and then, yeah. You that's know. How, that's kind of how I felt, too. I yeah. Why are all this is this such a good person who lived his life helping everybody else? How in the this world? Person, and then I would say to her, I said to her, and I was like, but I understand, you know, that's not rational. Yeah. You know, I, I understand why I feel that way. And she was like, girl, stop. stop. If you just say what you said at the beginning and full stop there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you feel right yeah. now. That's okay. how you feel. Yeah. So I think I was doing a lot of, like, masking of my emotions or trying to, like, process it as a social worker or, like I said, I mean, I was a totally, I threw myself into my work. I can say that. I was, like, just focusing on work. I didn't talk to anybody at work about anything but that or, like, silly things. Like, I would be, I could crack (laughs) a joke forever, you know? So I, I like, really tried to do that. So, I like, nobody at work had a clue what was going on with me. But I've always been a very, like, a very private person. Even though I'm really laughing and joking and stuff with people, they never know anything about me. They just know they had a good time Uh, with me. Uh Um, So I just continued that sort of jovial, fun mask and was real with my friends and with y'all. Yeah. But I am glad that I had a friend that was close enough to, or friends, because I could talk to a couple of my girlfriends who don't live here yeah. um, quite a bit. And they, I'm glad that I was able to be, like, raw with them about, yeah. like, I can't, I'm so upset that this person's alive. And yeah. then I'd be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because that's an awful thing to say. Yeah. And now I realize, you know, but I was, grieving, was grieving. And yeah. I was just jealous that other yeah. people were alive and my yeah. dad was dead, you yeah. know. I, too, I was I was saying this one thing. And um, I was saying how it was just so crazy when I was in the, just in the pits of it. Because my husband was on assignment, was on deployment. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling, I think it was you or mom or somebody. I said, well, dang. I could have more accepted if I if I had a call from a commander saying, hey, there was an accident. You know, there were all these fatalities and your husband, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that made more, in my head, yeah. that made more sense. Like, right. he was gone 
on a mission. Dangerous job. Yeah, a dangerous job. And here's somebody healthy, fun, loving. Not that not that my husband's not Because he's super fun. I just. He's similar to me. Because of the scenario. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because of the scenario, I was just like. And anytime he goes on a deployment, I have to, that, that's just something that ha- is in my mind. It has to be. It has to be as a, a military wife. Yeah. So I remember even telling my husband, like, like what the heck is real? Like, I remember just being like, what is going on? Like, yeah. really, what is going on? Yeah. And I just remember being so angry. Like, how could this How could this happen? How could this be? Not that I wanted it to be my husband. Not no, that, and that is I'm clear. Saying, in my in my grieving, I was just like, I could kind of make sense of that. And for me, I couldn't make sense of my father's past. I just couldn't make sense of it. Right. There was no signs. There was nothing. Like, there was nothing Versus somebody's going to war, and my husband was out doing a dangerous mission, and it's like, wait, what? No, 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 this isn't right. Like, right, what? So, um, that it's just confusion. I guess that was part of me when I was in the denial, yeah, phase. I was so confused, and then I was just so like trying to ration everything, and you know, life, life doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm. At 32 years old, I've finally figured out I know all these things to know enough that I know nothing. <laughs> right. No, right. So, it's nothing. like you just have to take each day and be grateful. Be grateful for each day. Be grateful for each breath. Be grateful that for the time you have with your loved ones. You know, it just makes me so much more grateful. I so am too. Grateful. I mean, and I thankful, grateful, and thankful that like I got the gift of my dad's last six months with him, and you know, it, it, we did not expect him to pass. His no. health had had some things going on though. For would you say for a couple months before I even I moved here. There were things, but we would have never thought that he that, would. No, not to this Not extent, to that not extent. Passing, no, no, not no. to that. We wouldn't have never thought that. So I am super, super, super grateful that I got those last six months with him. Because, you know, if you had told me, mm-hmm. no one thought I would move to Arkansas. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, <laughs> baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a little Keith Sweat reference for people who are listening and don't get that reference. Um, yeah, but no one thought I would have moved back here. And I, yeah. but something just, after Christmas, that last Christmas, yes. I don't know, something just felt yeah. different to me and yes. different enough for me to take the step to move here. Yeah. You know, because I had a job I liked. I live I was living in a city that I love. Yeah. I still love that city. Yes. Um, I had friends there, like I'd been there since college. Um, so I love that town. But something felt different enough for me at Christmas to be like, no, it's for real. It's time to move. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful. Yes. I'm forever grateful that I got that experience. Yes. And I'm so grateful you moved here. I know. And now, you know, it's we're here and we get to support each other through this and just any other things that come up um, that we go through as parents and as people. Yeah. Well, 
we're going to wrap this up. That's been 35 minutes. I think we need to do a part two <laughs> of this. we got through this. Well, I, I know. got through it with no oh, tears. Oh, I had oh, to make myself oh, laugh a couple oh, times. Oh, okay. It's all good. We're okay. human. You're human. Okay. It's cool. She want to throw things <laughs> up. Like, whatever. See, I need to be recording this. I wish there, there's no place they can comment. We should kind of want us to record like while we're doing this. Yeah, we need to do but that. We need to really get more. <laughs> we need to be like, for real about this yeah, podcast. Get an email, get, get an email, Instagram. Get um, and so to anybody listening either now or sometime in the future when you find this podcast, if you are <laughs> grieving, um, yes. just do what you need to do, whether it's finding the bathroom. Uh, Like my sister did or, you know, it really did help for me um, being able to separate who I was at work and throwing myself into work. That helped me. I don't and I would recommend that you talk to a licensed clinical therapist. We are not experts. We're just saying what worked for us. This is what worked for me. Um, um, before we wrap up too, I just, and I just have to thank the Lord. Yeah. God really got me through this. And I know some people, you may not know him. If you don't, you know, pick up a Bible and read it for yourself. And, you know, I just have personally developed a relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he has just pulled me all the way up out of this thing called depression. And I'm just rejuvenated. I'm renewed. And I feel great. And um, if anyone's going through the grieving process, you know, I'm praying for you. I don't know you personally, but I always say a prayer for everyone who's grieving because that thing can It's get, a monster. Yes, that thing can get heavy and deep. And, you know, I don't want you to fall into that. That's a, that's a big hole that it can be a, um ever-growing hole you know but um, get the help you need yeah get the help you need you know find somebody you know a friend family therapist therapist, pastor even your doctor clergy doctor uh, my general uh just my general doctor that i go see yeah i talked to mine about it yeah talk to but please just talk to somebody talk to a professional I, i recommend that talking to somebody yeah i do too i talked to my gp too about it yeah all right, guys, that is the end. I yes. promise a lot of times we'll have super plus fun times. Yes. Um, but, you know, life isn't always super plus fun, no matter how much we would like it to be. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, too. And, and remember, remember, we, we love, love you. you. <laughs> have a wonderful week. Yes. And we're going to try and do these consistently. Bye. Yes, bye.